Hello my friend, I'm praying that you're well. This is the day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Today we are in John 10 verses 8 to 21. This scripture talks about Jesus the Good Shepherd, the giver of abundant life. In verses 8 to 21 he says, All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the, wolves, the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. <clears throat> he flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. And I laid down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I laid down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. This church I have received from my Father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon, he is insane, why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open eyes of the blind? The text tells us that those who came before Jesus were not true shepherds. Verses 8, all who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. When the Lord says that all who came before me were thieves, he was hinting at messianic pretenders who promised their followers freedom, but instead led them into armed conflict and doom. In the Old Testament, thieves and robbers refer to Israel's shepherds who had been feeding themselves but not the sheep. In the text, again the Lord says, He is the door. Verses 9, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The New Testament elsewhere speaks of entering God's kingdom are through a door. Matthew 7:13 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. Jesus' language of they will go in and out, echoes covenant terminology, especially the blessings for obedience. In Deuteronomy 28.6, which says, Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. When he says that they will find pasture, this conveys the assurance of God's provision. In the text, Jesus promises abundant life. John 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly.
Jesus' promise of abundant life, which begins already in the here and the now. It brings to mind Old Testament prophecies about abundant blessing. Jesus calls his followers known to a lifeless, miserable existence that squashes human potential, but to a rich, full, joyful life, one overflow with meaningful activities under the personal favor and blessing of God in continual fellowship with his people. That is abundant life. In the text, Jesus says that I am the good shepherd. Verses 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. This is another I am saying. In the Old Testament, God as a true shepherd is contrasted with unfaithful shepherds who be judged by him. But David or Davidic Messiah is also depicted as a good shepherd, as is Moses. Jesus as God and man is the fulfillment of both of the themes. The reference to the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep calls to mind young David who literally risked his life for his sheep. But Jesus surpassed David in that he gave his life for the cross for his sheep. In the text, Jesus speaks of other sheep. Verses 16. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so that there will be one flock and one shepherd. When the Lord spoke of other sheep that are not of this flock, he was speaking of Gentiles. Isaiah 56 and verses 8. The Lord God, who gathers outskirts of Israel, declares, I will gather yet others to him, besides those already gathered. The phrase of one flock, one shepherd, alludes to one Old Testament scripture in Ezekiel 34 and verses 23, which says, I will set up over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd. But here Jesus applies it more broadly, as Jews and Gentiles will be united in one Messianic community. In the text, the Lord says that he lays down his life. Verse 17, For this reason the Father loves me, because I laid down my life, that I may take it up again. I lay down my life, that I may take it up again, implies that Jesus voluntarily yielded up his life when he knew that his suffering was completed. It also implies that the divine nature of Christ was active in his resurrection. He was able to take up his life again. <clears throat> in the text, when some said that he had a demon, it was countered by those who said, demons do not open blind eyes. Verses 20 to 21. Many of them said he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? The charge of demon possession was contradicted by Old Testament teaching, that is, the Lord who gives sight to the blind. Psalm 146 and verses 8, The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. My friend, 
That's the message of John 10 and verses 8 to 21. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the blessing of this word. I'm asking that the blessing of this word will come upon me. It will come upon my family, my wife and my children. Let it come upon us in its entirety. I'm asking that the blessing of this word will come upon my church family of Jesus Worship Center, men and women, boys and girls, young and old. Let it come upon us in a going out and in a coming in. I'm asking that the blessing of this word will come upon this, my friend, listening, upon their lives, upon their bodies, upon their families, upon their children, upon what they do and what they touch, upon their going out and their coming in. Energize them to enter the territory of the inheritance and raise them up to become the servants of the Lord you've ordained for them to be. I honor you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I believe you've been blessed and so I'm going to ask you to help me for this message to the rest of your contacts. Because it's the word of God, those who are not saved will be saved. Those who are discouraged will be encouraged. And for those who are the call of God on their lives, they shall rise up and serve the Lord. Help me for this message. But also visit me on my Facebook page, which is in the names of Pastor James Cato. Please like, follow, and share. And also subscribe onto my YouTube account in the names of James Cato. I'm James Cato from Jesus Worship Center. I love you, my friend. The Lord richly bless you.